universe, and welcome back to another episode of Hotline Monday for Monday, June 5th, 2017. I'm Scott Johnson, and thar be Justin Robert Young. Hello. Mahoy! Mahoy mm, to you as well. How are you How you today? doing, buddy? I'm good. I had a, you know, eventful week. A lot of stuff going on. Got to see the, the Wonder Woman there, which we're going to talk about today. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be a spoiler. This is really the throwback to our old proto program that mm-hmm. uh, that predated Hotline Monday, which is the spoiler show, where we're just going to have a frank, open, and honest conversation about this movie. Uh, we invite everybody to call in. Uh, how do they do that, Scott? Super, super simple. It's a little different than it used to be, but it's how the way of things right now. Uh, if you want to call the show, as you can see right there on the screen, if you're watching this live, if you're listening live, here's how you do it. Go to frogpants.com slash discord. Get in our discord channel. If you're already a member there, then you're all set. If not, super easy. Just hop in. And whether you're on the phone, the desktop, or the app, it doesn't matter. Join the voice channel called Call Waiting Room, and I'll pull you in from there. Call Waiting Room at frogpants.com slash discord. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about this for a second. Um, we haven't we haven't uh, had a DC movie that I've, I feel like we really wanted to talk about at any length in positive ways. Um, that isn't to say that we don't have some problems with this movie or that we might, you know, have things that could have done oh, better oh, or whatever. Number one, I, I reject your premise because I love talking about Batman versus Superman. <laughs> uh, it is among my favorite things to talk about. And uh, I, 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 I will not shut up about it. But that being said, much of my discussion is about what a ponderous mess that movie is uh and not necessarily highlighting things that i love about it yeah. which uh you're right yeah so so dc movies since nolan a uh, bit of a mixed bag uh trending downward yeah. i think you'd say charitably even suicide squad which has you know it's it was a a happy time to see that the movie wasn't just a total you know, mm-hmm. I think I referred to it as DC movies as frown orgies. <laughs> and I think that that's how I would say that some of the DC movies uh, tend to be a little dour, even when they're trying to be wackety schmackety silly. This is true. So, uh, I mean, even this harkens back, like you're saying, to our old show, but very specifically, because when we did the original Man of Steel, that was, I think, our first episode doing the spoiler show that we were doing. Yeah. So I feel like we're coming in a really interesting full circle here to a movie that has decided to have more sunlight. When I say that, I don't mean it metaphorically. I mean straight up sunlight, like sun light from the sun shining on things so you can see them. That's weird yeah. for a DC movie in the last five, six years. Uh, yeah, without a filter. Yeah, without a filter. And look, people can say all they want about Nolan's Batman. Batman deserves darkness. Batman is a dark story. Batman should always be shrouded in a little bit of that sort of dark tone and feel and look and everything. Uh, Gotham should never so be there, a... There was a lot... I mean, uh, Batman's a dark story. And, and I think we, we can get into some ponderous conversations about like light and composition and stuff like that. Right. Uh, uh, yes, there are elements of Wonder Woman that certainly take place in a brighter world, but... I will say that there is probably more horror featured on display at moments in Wonder Woman than I think we saw in either Man of Steel or 
uh, Batman versus Superman and or Suicide Squad. I totally agree. There there are deaths that are I would classify as more brutal and sudden and shocking, um, be it bad or good guys. It's set during World War One, so that's a lovely backdrop to a lot of this. And you'd think that this is another chance to go super, super dark with a DC story. But instead, where they got it right, in my opinion, and we'll talk to you people about it on the phone, and we'll talk back and forth about this, but I think the succeeding factor here, uh, overall for me, is they know who Wonder Woman's supposed to be, and they treated her character the way she is supposed to be treated. She is supposed to be charming, funny, a little naive, uh, determined, uh, filled with a sense of right versus wrong, wrestling with those issues, trying to make the right choices. She is, as, as written in this movie, she is the Wonder Woman we've always had. Whereas yeah. Man of Steel had a great, I think, actor pick uh, who looks the part, who could easily be Superman for a decade, there's nothing wrong with Henry Cavill, but there's everything wrong about them writing him the way they are and getting back, and getting Superman just kind of wrong. And so the, the the chief problem I have with the Superman two recent films is the opposite here. They nailed her uh, to a T, and I love it. I love that she is who she is. That's the Diana Prince I wanted. I did not want another grumpy, pissy, uh, society doesn't understand me take. I didn't need her. I didn't need the Batmanification of Wonder Woman because, in a lot of ways, she's Batman's antithesis. She is the other side of, of this that's always sort of reminding him in the Justice League JLA that she needs to, or that he needs to, you know, buck up and remember what he's fighting for. And I like that a lot. I think a lot of that comes down to assumption that Zack Snyder and the creative team behind Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman assume that we. We've got the Donner films. We've, we, we, we saw a Brian Singer movie that tried to be these loving recreations of the Donner films, and that failed. So what we really want, the, the assumption is, no, we want to see a Superman that is Atlas, is, is, is straining under holding the world on his shoulders. I think that there is a different assumption made about Wonder Woman where we don't know a lot about Wonder Woman, aside from the Linda Carter television show, if you are not into animation, you have not seen a lot of Wonder Woman, despite the fact that she is a very iconic character. Here is my thought, and we will get into the spoilers past this. I think this is a very good movie. Yeah. Well, let me, eh, hold on, let me parse that. <laughs> uh -oh. I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. Okay. I think it feels at times like four different movies. I wonder how much of that came from obviously a larger universe that was in flux at the time that it was being shepherded through both the creative and principal photography process. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some quibbles, including the third act. And <laughs> Specifically, the last fifteen minutes. You just don't like that that Thulis had a mustache through the, the entire. We will talk about that in the spoiler section in detail. <laughs> but let me just say how refreshing it was, not just for a DC movie, but for a non-Marvel blockbuster mm -hmm. to understand that if I care about all the characters. Whatever. Sell me on the rest of the toys. 
that's fine. Let them run into these things. You can make decisions that might not make all the world of sense to me that might kind of break in its tone. But you want to know what? In that first 20 minutes of that movie, I cared about Everybody. I cared about her aunt. I cared about her mom. I cared about her new boyfriend. I cared about her. Mm -hmm. I cared about that world. I cared about the world in which they were protecting. I cared about her weird tapestry iPad. Like I cared about (laughs) everything that was that was that was shown to me. And that I think not only in the DC universe, but also in specific movies that I'm going to call out in detail mm-hmm. are the reason why this movie stands out and is resonating with audiences in the way that those other movies, spoiler, it's Ghostbusters and Rogue One, <laughs> did not. And it proves that I'm not a misogynist because I like Wonder Woman and I didn't like those two movies. Yeah. Well, I never thought you were that anyway. I know some people may, whatever, people jump to their own conclusions. I got but. a card. I'm getting it laminated. Mm-hmm. My not a misogynist card. <laughs> it, it grants me free passage to criticize Ghostbusters and Rogue One. Good. Uh, I'm going to agree with you about, I can't believe I'm going to do this because I liked Rogue One a lot. And there were some characters. Let's let 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 let's say this for the spoiler right, thing right, because because right. I, I we can't go into this without getting into very like specifics. You're probably right. Let's not do that. In fact, you know what? Before we do spoilers, uh, because when we do this, we like to get plugs and stuff out of the way so you guys can. Yeah. Whoever wants to leave, you can leave. Just know, Brian, or, uh, that Justin and I really liked the movie. We liked it. We liked it we a liked, lot. We liked it. Yeah. Now go see it yourself and then come back and listen to this. Justin, do what plugs you got this week? You got something to talk about. Just twitch.tv slash Justin R. Young. Also, the steady drumbeat this Friday, or this month's last Friday, June 30th, at Nerdtacular. <laughs> we're launching our new Kickstarter action news. Uh, uh, if you want to actually make sure that you don't miss a second of it, you can go to our last, just search for Contender uh, Game on Kickstarter and follow that account because we're going to be launching it from that same account. So nice. go ahead and... Uh, Go ahead and, and and make sure that you do not miss a second. And if you guys aren't there live to be to hear it firsthand, uh, the launch will happen, of course, in real life everywhere else, and we'll be uh, live streaming the event so you can see Justin talk about it there. Uh, all I would say is uh, I do this little thing on Mondays with my daughter uh, Carter that we call uh, Monday. Sorry, Story Mode Mondays. It used to be Saturdays. We had to change it because of her job. Story Mode Mondays, where we play a video game that's story-based. Sometimes it takes us a few weeks to get through it. We played, in fact, a Batman game not too long ago, the Telltale Batman adventure game. We are currently playing Thimbleweed Park. We are really close to the end of that thing, so if you haven't been following it, it's all up on our YouTube channel as well, which you can find at frogpants.com slash, or just frogpants.com. It's right there. Or uh, catch it live tonight on Twitch at frogpants.tv. And that's it, I guess. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers from here on out. Last right let's st- now. All right, we're gonna uh, let's start it with a call. Uh, believe let's we start. have Jeannie on the line. Hold on, let me get into this room. So I'm in there. Hi, Jeannie, are you there? Hello, Jeannie. Jenny, maybe. Jeannie, Jenny. No, nothing. I'm gonna put her back for a minute. Let's try Moo again. Is this Moo again? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, what's going on? How how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? That's good. What are your what's your thoughts about the uh, the whole Wonder Woman deal? Oh God. Uh, let's see. So you're still you're still hearing me on the other thing, yeah? Yeah, okay. I had to cut that out. 
You're Sorry. all good. You're all good. <laughs> uh, I think that it is uh, hands down the best movie that I've ever seen. Whoa. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Oh, my God. Henry hyperbole over here. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the, the reason that I look at it is that if you really look at what Wonder Woman is doing and what Wonder Woman has shown is that it is the, you know, it, it, people are, are saying, oh, it's stolen from Captain America. Bullshit. Sorry. <laughs> All right. I swear All right. it's fine. So right, wait, so, so wait, so, people are compare, saying that she stole it from Captain America in what way? The Captain America movie or just uh, Wonder Woman in general? The Captain America movie. Oh, all right. All right. All right. So, 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 so you look at the Guns of Navarone, you look at a, a number of different uh, Captain or uh, World War One, World War Two movies. Mm-hmm. You know, even even going to eh, Bander Brothers. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, the the latest one that is that is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a movie that is taking a person that is doesn't know she's a god yeah but she is and creating her from child to adult yeah and 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 and, and showing everything that she's doing to that all the way forward and and is showing that all right she has some issues because she didn't realize hey she's a god mm-hmm. right yeah and, sure. and, and 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 they're looking at all these different things and saying she's so pushing all right, forward. So, so the reason the reason why it's your favorite movie of all time is because you've been really you've been you've been waiting for a movie where someone doesn't know they're a god well no 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 okay okay jury all right i i I get what you're saying. <laughs> I'm really? just saying, get, get, to, get to what 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 makes this your favorite movie of all time? Because it is a movie that is saying, I am believing in humanity. All right. Okay. And 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 saying that I am believing in the overall belief that humanity basically is a a set of good good human beings sure and so even though there are assholes and and overall evil people yeah that there are fundamentally good human beings i I agree okay although although we are all corruptible by by aries uh so so we're we're really just these kind of uh you know as long as we don't get the wrong firmware installed uh we're 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 gonna be pretty good i think the i think what my takeaway from his call thanks for that by the way is that uh he he's it is not i'll say it's refreshing to go to the movie theater and see something where there's a a real positive spin on it where despite the fact that aries and his mustache uh, you know, third year uh, dark arts teacher from Hogwarts is, uh, you know, kind of controlling everybody and making them more like. Yeah. And, and, and I don't, I, to, to be, I, I was being snarky there. I, I don't really uh, uh, have a fault with Ares uh, controlling people or the idea that World War One is, is started and ginned up by Ares. Uh, if, 
anything, I have a problem that that was resolved mm. as fast as it was. I was kind of expecting that, you know, maybe Ares gets scalded but but stays in the picture. Uh, you know, I, I thought that there were a couple different ways they could have gone with that. It, it felt a little rushed. And again, when I say it's four different movies, I don't necessarily mean that they're necessarily bad. They just felt it just went from a a movie that I really liked all the stuff on. Uh, 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 Thera Mystica, which I'm going to mispronounce six different ways before we're done with this show. Mm -hmm. uh, but then it becomes this fish out of water story, and then it becomes this like really kind of affecting and dour World War One, like all's quiet on the Western Front kind of man on a mission thing, mm -hmm. which is better than other man on a mission movies, which uh, maybe we can get to your opinion on why you agree with me, despite the fact that you disagree with me. Uh, <laughs> And then it gets into, uh, you know, this this third act with Ares. And, uh, you know, at times I'm like, man, you know, this movie even rips off Star Wars better than Rogue One with, you know, this all-powerful person saying, please join me and we will rule the galaxy as, as you know, brother and sister. Are, yeah. you and, know. and in Rogue One, you have this, like, band of, of misfits. This has a band of misfits. misfits. I might have a little bit of a band of misfits that yeah. uh, uh, that <laughs> Batman is sending pictures of, which is literally the only connection to the Justice League. I was kind of surprised about that, and I was I was thankful that we were able to keep uh, keep the everything sort of separate a little bit. Aside from figuring out that Wonder Woman works at the Louvre, right? Is that, is that a is that a comic book thing? No, it's not. She okay. she works in America in the comics mostly, and I shouldn't say. I mean, there's no, like, I don't know that there's any set story where we go, okay, that's the one where it's like Clark Kent works, works at the Daily Planet in Metropolis. But my understanding was when I was growing up, Wonder Woman worked, Diana, Diana Prince worked in the States. And, yeah. And like Superman, was primarily interested in American interests at the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, anti-Nazi, uh, pro-allied, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's kind of where her beginnings were. So yeah. where, where she's at now, I don't know giving her a, an accent that isn't like Linda Carter and, and deciding to make her a little bit more, um, I mean, it's her accent, but, but a little more, you know, like she's from a, a, a place of magic where they all have this accent. It's a Mediterranean accent. Gal Gadot is Israeli. Yeah. So yeah. Israeli Greek, you know, I mean, this was, is uh, an Island in the Mediterranean that's protected by a sunshine bubble. And, uh, <laughs> You know that's that's rad. And you give it. Uh, I, and you, you, I thought she was really good. Yeah. I was not expecting to like her. Yeah. Because in Batman vs Superman, she came off as just fan service and boots, and and her character was kind of stupid. Mm -hmm. The character that we met in Batman vs Superman was not the same character that we met in this movie, and I'm very happy that she is smart and curious and she knows a lot and she might be a little awkward but she's not totally tone deaf in a way that she comes off in batman vs superman where she's either femme fatale or shocked that email exists and that <laughs> she believes an attachment is the final copy of an image because she wants to destroy it right no she's got she's charming she's funny She's strong. She's resolute. Like it's a it's a range of things that have always made Wonder Woman great, and she does all that stuff great. Gal Gadot nails the role. I think it has me more excited about Justice League than I probably have any right to be. And the fact that you know this is a story co-written by Zack Snyder. I don't know how much of it's co-written by him. There are a number of writers on this, but 
you know, it's him. It's his wife doing production work. It's it's kind of that combination that brings you these DC movies that we often kind of criticize. Yet here it is in a new light. Maybe that's the, the director. She did an amazing job. Can't think of her name right now. Shoot, I meant to write it down. Oh, right. hey, by the way, uh, Jenny Josephson is trying to call in. Oh, is let's, this Jenny? Let's, let's get her. That's why I was trying to get Jenny in here, and I couldn't get it in. Let's try it again. Jenny, are you there? Dude, I am having the best time talking to the Jen in your waiting room at about Wonder Woman. <laughs> can we can we bring both of them on, or we, can we only bring one we person We can totally on? bring them on. Let's get them all bring in here. On. Hi, the Jen. You're in here also. How are you? Hi. Hi. We decided <laughs> to bring the two Jens that we have together at last in one space. So, uh, Jenny, I already know you're a complete over the over the moon about this and love this movie. Yeah, I called in specifically to talk about Chris Pine. I'm committing sort of gender traitory, but I don't care. Uh, I want to talk about the lowest lane of this movie. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I've been calling him Broest yeah. Lane, by the way. Broest Lane. Perfect. See? Nailed it. All gens are brilliant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just thought like. Like, if they could only give roles like the one Chris Pine had in Wonder Woman to actual women in male-dominated superhero movies, I think those would be a lot more interesting. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, my big fear going into this, and I, I think I may have talked to you about this, maybe, because I know you, you have a thing for Chris Pine, so do I. He's great. I love him. Um, I was worried that at the end of this, it would be Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, constantly upstaging spy boy uh, Chris Pine. And then at the end, he would have to save her somehow. Like she, right. she would give up and kind of crumble. And there was a moment where I thought that was going to happen. And it never did. They didn't go there. And I'm so glad they didn't go there. Instead, they gave him his own heroic sacrifice, his own important thing to do uh, that was wholly separate from everything else that was happening. Yes, I thought that movie within this movie was very good, as Justin said. There were four movies going on inside. I think there were five. I think there were five. There was a. There was a. Count out out the movies. Okay, here's uh, (laughs) you you got. uh, What's the one with the Titanic? Because you have her at the beginning, looking at it longingly at at an heirloom. Then you tell your story. Then you come back to the heirloom at the end. Not a movie. That that's just a dumb flashback. It reminded me of that, though. I almost heard the it song was. in my head. Oh, no. And by the way, I wanted to be the framing device for all Wonder Woman movies. Like, I want her to just, like, look at, like, just get another picture from Bruce Wayne where he's, like, constantly asking her what her deal is. And she's just like, uh, no, I'd rather re- just longingly reminisce for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. So Okay. I- then there was Captain America. Yeah. That was the second movie yeah. in, within the Wonder Woman movie. Well, no, all right. So first, it's uh, uh, rugby chicks shoot arrows on horseback. Yeah. Right. Uh, I was I was uh, <laughs> excited, about. Uh, I and that. then it was. Uh, which, by the way, this was the movie that I want. I put out on Twitter, and I got reactions, including from Jenny Josephson. Was <laughs> I just wanted it to be a siege movie, like at the point that the Germans start coming in, and you realize, and this is something that I was very impressed by, because it's something that they have never gotten right with Superman ever which is a demonstration of the limitations of his strength. Yeah. Immediately as soon as the Germans start to, uh, the boats start to come in and they pull out guns and Chris Pine's like, y'all have guns, right? You're like, oh, okay, here's the <laughs> moment where all the Amazons roll in and they start firing guns and the, and the bullets are going to just melt into their washboard abs. And like, then they're going to, they're going to surf out there and decapitate them all. And that'll be it. It'll take five minutes, but no, they all start dying because they can be killed by weapons. And that's something that I loved about Wonder Woman was that she felt real. She was faster by, by nature. 
She could, uh, she was trained better than anybody, but if she got shot in the face, she'd die. Now, they kind of subvert this when they have her walking around the gas town, and they don't really explain that apparently her lungs are super, but whatever. Let's forget that for right now. They, they demonstrated her to be a real person, even as a superpowered well, human. Well, we think, we think no, no, so. No, 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 no. I think only the Amazons were real people, and she's something else. Right, That's right. why I think they kind of right. cheated. Yeah, they right. cheated. I'm with, I'm with her. Now, now, I'll ask this. Jen, I'll, uh, the Jen, I'll ask you this question. Do you think that was effective? Because in my mind, it was very effective. I, I'm I'm with you guys that it didn't show that she was vulnerable. It shows that they believed she was vulnerable and her aunt was willing to sacrifice herself for that vulnerability because they don't know her full capabilities at that point. It's just as effective without losing her status as a super metahuman. But she, she never took a bullet to the head and just shook it off. No, but that's my <laughs> but that's my point. It turns out maybe she could have, but no Not one... until the end though. I mean, in the end, she has this heroic moment where she realizes that there are more powers in her, as she keeps being told by her by her uh, aunt and and mom. But like at that point, I believed at least in the in, in in my interpretation of the movie, if an errant bullet had hit her in the head, she would be dead at on the beach. That's what they. I want. do kind of agree with Justin on that, and I have to say that one of the most poignant. I can spoil it, right? Are we allowed to? Yeah, yeah, totally. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. So the moment when the sword breaks and she goes, oh, my God, the God killer has been destroyed. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, no, you are the God killer. You are the one that has the power. That moment is one of the most like that's, I think, the first time she really starts to understand what she is. Mm -hmm. And I love that they let that go that far into the movie. Yeah, I loved that moment. I did, too. I did, too. It's too easy to just say, I mean, Superman has always suffered from this problem. But I don't even think that's my problem with the Superman movies. My problem with these recent Superman movies is they don't have his character right. They don't have his thought patterns right. They don't have his desire to do good right. They have hers, though. They nailed hers. Oh, yep. they nailed her. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So Wait, so I have a question. Who cried and when? I uh, cried at, in action sequences because yep. she was not an over-sexualized, badass warrior woman doing amazing things, and I never thought that I'm going to get emotional just saying it. I didn't think that there would be a point in my life where I could be sitting in a movie theater watching a movie that was dedicated wholly to one female superhero and allow her to be the badass without any of the the, the gender hitches that we normally get. Yeah. And that was incredible. I, feel, I've, I got that same feeling. And I'll say this just because you brought it up because I wanted to make sure I mentioned this. The fight scenes, the action scenes in this movie are among my favorite of all hero movies. And I don't know what the different sauce was here or the framing or the timing or the way the slow motion was used or when that great Amazon music could kick in or what. But like the the fight with the Germans at the beginning, incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, her fight near the, well, any of her fights where they would sort of have her leaping and jumping and stuff. Okay, so here's where Justin says, uh, what, too many CGI I, I, bodies? Minor, minor quibble. I wasn't in love with, with how the action was directed, but that's minor, minor. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I mean, I'm a sucker for. Yeah, I know. John it was called Woo. The Matrix. No, yeah, sure. But uh, listen, bullet time. In I'm glad you mentioned The Matrix. This is one of the things that I, it called me back to Trinity in the first Matrix movie in the, when they're blowing up the bank. And I was like, man, this chick is a badass. Yeah. And I remember it, it brought me back to the, that moment, those fight scenes. And that was what I loved about the first Matrix movie. Yeah, there you go then. Good, good comparison. 
So yeah. do, I, 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 I cried actually, when I saw I, I, all I just, of those women mm-hmm. who are all real athletes and like triathletes and biathletes and horseback, like Olympic winning things. Like I just cried. I saw all those ladies being Amazons. I just bawled my eyes out. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, there. I don't think I cried, but I, you know, you get that weird uh, tingle feeling. And I don't mean <laughs> yeah. some some guys are rolling their eyes. I don't mean like that. I mean like you know like these moments of like oh that is such a badass moment. Yeah, but the, the moment- difference is is I can't stop my eyes from like just leaking <laughs> when that's happening. <laughs> what really got uh-uh. me though, I'll tell you my favorite thing about this movie, and it wasn't in the movie because my kids went and saw it the night before. Um, I have a daughter who just turned twenty. Her and I are very close, and we I, I was very curious of what she would think. She she very much relates to the Wonder Woman archetype and her attitude. This stuff's just all Carter, right? And so they go to the movie the night before, before Kim and I saw it the next day. She came home and I've never seen her more excited about a movie in her mm-hmm. life. Like never in my life have I seen her that jazzed and excited. And that says a lot because this girl is always jazzed and excited about everything. And this was somehow above that. So it's easy for us guys to sit around going, female, bleh, bleh, she'd be mm-hmm. whatever. We can do that all day, but I am seeing firsthand the effect this has on the heart and mind of a young woman who who wants to have their their version of Captain America. I mean, call it that if you want, everybody, if you want to. She, well, he's- sure. I mean, and and I I do think that there is a a a very credible. Uh, a comparison to be made that you know, imagine if Thor or Captain America were the first male-led, you know, superhero action movie that had come out mm-hmm. in, in. You know, it's funny. I can't even conceive of that. I can't even conceive of a world where that exists. Yeah, I know, uh, but it would. Uh, I'll tell you what, it'd be real boffo box office. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I will tell you the point that I cried was right after the 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 movie ended and I was imagining what my laminated not a misogynist card would look like <laughs> that gave me explicit uh, permissions to criticize Ghostbusters and Rogue One. Like I just <laughs> I just want to give you guys from the land like, of ladies. I want to give you from the land of ladies All right. absolute credit for being the least worst all male show to talk about Wonder Woman on the internet. I'm gonna give yeah, you this. seriously. Oh, that's amazing. I'll take that as a, right. whatever it's meant to be. Thank you, Jenny. Uh, I gotta go. Oh, she left. Jen, the Jen. Any final thoughts? I yeah. I just want to throw that out there that you know what. So far from my apparently very male dominated friend circle, um, as I'm learning, um, <laughs> they didn't get it. They just didn't get it. They don't understand. And I didn't understand what there wasn't to get because mm. I looked at it and said, this did for a DC superhero, what Captain America did on the Marvel side. And one of the reasons that the Captain America movie was so good is because they got to the core of who he is yep. and what motivates him. Yep. What is his, his passion, his drive, his like inner workings. And they did that with her. And I think that's what makes her so compelling. Mm. I think Superman has just been bleh. And I've also hated Lois Lane in every representation. I love that actress, but I just, I can't stand that character. And I do have to agree with Jenny. That's like, can, can we put the side, like the side women, can we bump it up DC? And yeah. like, no help kidding. them uh, have a yeah. little more depth. Yeah. <laughs> you are, you are, you are a hundred percent dead on. And, and I, you know, it's funny that everybody gives the Captain America comp because of the war stuff, but to me, it feels so much more like Thor. And 
the the part of the reason why is that both of those movies elevated a character that had been historically either underappreciated, marginalized, yeah. and elevated them to this other level to the point where, like, you walk out of that theater and easily the most iconic Wonder Woman of all time was Gal Gadot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, straight up. Like, like you just walk out and 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 that's it. In the same way that you walked out of Thor and you're like, that dude is, uh, uh, I didn't give a crap about Thor and now I care about Thor. I think a lot of people walked in not really caring, uh, I was, many with penises, uh, <laughs> not really caring about Wonder Woman that walked out saying, now I care about Wonder Woman. Yeah, I always, I've always had a thing for her and I don't mean, in a, you know, a kid growing up wishing he could, you know, make out with Wonder Woman kind of way. I always had this like, feeling that the justice league would never would fall apart without her and would just not be there without her because she's the voice of reason she's the one that steps in and goes guys again like i said earlier this is what we're fighting for do not lose sight of that bruce and clark and everybody else this is what we're up to she needs to be that in this this next movie if she's not that they that that's a mistake and a step back um but i've i've got faith that they can do that here because of what they've shown for me, the comparisons to, to Captain America work on, on a couple levels. One, they took characters that even Captain America was considered B-tier in the Marvel Universe behind Spider-Man and X-Men and that sort Absolutely. of stuff. But that changed that. And that's true across most of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All of these characters were elevated. Iron Man was B-level for the longest time. All of them, yeah. yeah. Nobody thinks of them that way now. So there's an opportunity there. Secondly, uh, it just shows me that it's possible. Like... All of this dour talk about how the last two movies have been bummers and too dark and this and that. And then Ben Affleck drops out of the Batman project. And it's just starting to feel like, ugh. And, you know, Zack Snyder's had his own issues, both personal and otherwise, that have affected the projects. And and you just started to lose some hope that maybe we would see these venerable heroes, these archetypes that all other archetypes are based on in lots of ways. Even half the Marvel stuff is based on DC ideas. There's a little back and forth there. But my point is that that now I have I have reason to believe that there is a bright future, like literally a bright future for for DC characters. And I really hope that that's true. Yeah. No, I mean, I think from what we've seen in the trailers, it looks like Flash is is, you know, the kid who plays Flash seems like a, a cool choice. And I would like to see, you know, something like that. Uh, you know, the, in this lens, I might even be talked into a Green Lantern. Yeah. Uh, uh, which. You know, I, I don't like Green Lantern as a character. I don't either, but I would have told you that about Guardians of the Galaxy is the dumbest thing I ever read growing up. Yeah, but at that point, I mean, that was built on a solid like six, seven years of like track record where it's just like, <laughs> no, all right, now we're going to give you Guardians of the Galaxy. We're like, all right, well, you made a decent, you made two decent Thor movies. Right. <laughs> but I mean, it gives you a little hope that things like Green Arrow can work because the TV show works for a lot of people flash certainly works uh i think you could make martian manhunter work if you're smart about it um, sure yeah I, I mean listen all baby steps let's not like like uh, i think that there is there is a danger in saying now dc is marvel right right, right. because what defines marvel is kevin feige it uh what, what defines marvel is the fact that they have disney behind them they therefore have both rigidity in their structure of how to build these kinds of stories as well as artistic freedom where you have by and large with a few exceptions people that 
can't work in it and and wind up falling out sometimes earlier like patty jenkins who directed wonder woman mm-hmm. she did thor she was supposed to direct uh thor 2 i believe yeah uh and and wound up not doing it she directs wonder woman the world is better off but that is something that marvel has baby steps we got a good wonder woman movie let's all get excited about it but let's not assume that everything is now fixed right because there is a fairly good chance that 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 justice league is still going to be kind of a mess yeah i mean justice league may just be battered bones at this point with um i mean i feel bad for the reasons that Zack snyder has to step down and put joss whedon in the in the role of finishing things up but honestly that's all joss is going to do is finish things up we're not talking about full reshoots we're not talking about the joss whedon effect we're just talking about that, that, that ship that ship has has sailed yeah so that movie is either that movie is either uh, okay to good or it's not. Like it, I mean, my 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 guess is that it's going to be a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, probably. And look at every Zack Snyder movie. There's not a lot of smiles. Three hundred's great. Uh, not a lot of smiles. No smiles. Yeah. Going to die and and facing insurmountable <laughs> odds, right? And that's probably his best movie. What else would you put in in best movie? I like Jack? his I like his O four remake of Dawn of the Dead a lot. I think that one's really no, but it, sorry, yeah. no smiles. About a bunch of people dying in a mall. Nope, a lot of I, no smiles in that one. Uh, not a lot of smiles. Uh, uh, Watchmen is intentionally so sardonic and so yeah. There's no smiles in that. Um, yeah, he doesn't do smile movies. You're right, he doesn't. Um, yeah. What about uh, uh, what's it called? The uh, the 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 anime girls do uh, oh, fight scenes. What was that called? Sucker punch. That's a bad movie. About, you know, them uh, uh, avoiding, you know, the horrors of, what is it, sexual or physical abuse, so they go into these fantasy worlds. Not a lot of smiles. Mm-mm. Great a great concept, but could use could have used some, some more smiles. So, yeah, straight up, he doesn't do that well. Um, and, and as much as I really like the Watchmen adaptation, I really like 300, and I really liked that Dawn of the Dead thing, pretty much everything post-300 has been a challenge for him. A challenge right. to... I don't know how it's solved or fixed. He's entrenched in that system over at DC. He's part of the Warner Brothers machinery. His wife and he are in big producer pants now. So it's really difficult to separate them. How this movie survives all of that, uh, the tragedy that led him to leave and so on, I don't know. But I have high I have high hopes, you know, that that could work out. So uh, time will tell. Let's take a uh, caller in here. We got Space NML. Hello, Space NML. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. What's your real name? Uh, Alec. Alec, it's nice to have you on the show. What's on your mind? Thank you. Uh, so is uh, Zack Snyder slated to direct more, like be in the director's chair for the rest of these DC movies? Uh, I don't know what his deal is. Do you know him, Justin, if he's got like a contract? Uh, I do not know if he is being announced as a director for anything else. I suspect if Justice League does well, that there will be conversation of him directing either uh, another Superman or uh, a second Justice League. It's like when people ask about whether or not Michael Bay will keep doing uh, Transformers movies. And and, we, <laughs> and all of us are like, well, I wish he'd stop and they'd let somebody else do it. But the, but the answer to that question is those movies make what? A billion dollars internationally? 500 million domestically? Like, there's no reason to take Michael Bay off of it if he wants to keep doing it. And the, right. s- the same may be true here because as much as we may decry you know martha part one and two that we got over the last few years those movies are 
money makers. They made a ton of cash. So did uh, Suicide Squad. So I don't know that there's any reason he would step away except for <laughs> this current situation he's personal in. Personal issues. Yeah, his personal stuff, which, you know, is reason enough. But if he, like, how about this, Justin? What if he, yeah. what if he joined a more, um, how do you say this, a more Figgy kind of role? Do you think that's possible? Like, uh, I hope not. You don't, you don't want that, do you? No, I know they already got the guy. They got, was it Jeff Johns, uh, who, who helped shepherd a lot of the, uh, TV stuff now who's running, uh, that, that Figgy kind of overseer role. That's and, true. And yeah. It was apparently a lot of what he said needed to come to the universe is on display here. So if we are to read those tea leaves as saying that, that he is somebody that has helped, shepherd things forward then i'm happy that he did the best jeff johns uh books in my opinion back when he was writing comics more and not in this kind of role he's in now were his uh his collaboration between him and howard porter and they did this flash series it's this huge book now you can get a hardcover and it's incredible and i forgot the name of it maybe it's a central flash or ah, shoot it's so good though go read jeff johns's flash run and you'll you'll become a flash let me, fan. Let me ask let me ask you a question yeah. Uh, before we get to you saying that I was right about Rogue One. Yeah, I do need to get to that, but yeah, go ahead. What did you think of the the little trip to the mall? Uh, for her to go shopping? Yeah. Because that's one of the movies that I very much, I was like, I wonder if this was a bigger part of the movie at some point that, that a little bit more of the fish out of water, which again is more the Thor stuff. Thor did, yeah. you know, or hit those beats. Right. Uh, but because it, it has the gender connotations, it was the only part of the movie that I was just like, yeah, if, if, if the movie was more like this and less like the part I like, so I, I wouldn't have liked the movie. Maybe I'd have to ask Jenny again on this because she may have a she may have an answer to this. So, Jenny, if you're still around, feel free to pop in. But um, you may have to give your card back because I'll bet you the answer to that is our version of that is Peter Parker struggling with how to make his damn costume look right and sewing it wrong and having it tear and having to get a new hood part because that's not working and then finally settling on a final design or whatever. I think that that's what, what this is. In, 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 in the grand scheme of fabric-based uh, <laughs> montages? like What I mean is, montage for sure. Okay, so you're right on the montage word. Uh, I think that what Spider-Man does to struggle in his fish-out-of-water moments, in his case, it's he's not, a, he's not foreign to our land, but he's struggling sure. to figure out how to be a hero after this weird accident. He those those things he does there seem natural and obvious because we relate to it as boys and men. And I think her going to a store, trying on a billion outfits, somebody having to patiently be there while she does it, having uh, a male counterpart be impatient with her doing it is very much a female perspective thing. And I think that plays well to women. I think it does. Now, that may be me losing my card because I'm making an assumption, but I have a feeling that that's why that Wait, was. Do you in want there. a card too? I'd love a card. We can, we can make this a thing. I'd love a card. Can I get a card? Would you like? All right, we're gonna have to get. We're gonna have to get not a misogynist cards. Oh, do right? I get a? T I don't get any free points. Although for... you're not even gonna use it because you don't. You 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 you. Uh, unless you want to criticize Ghostbusters. I do. I, I hate like Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. It was awful. I could criticize that, but I don't. But all my problems with Ghostbusters have nothing to do with the female leads. It has everything to do but, with. But neither do mine. But now I can prove it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why? Because you'd have you'd have that card. Because I have why? the card. I liked Wonder Woman. All right. Well, let's see. Space NML back in the chat here. Hi. Oh yeah. Um. I uh, hold on a second. Let me. You're fine. I got sidetracked by my own preamble. All so right. I, I, my actual point was uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Wisecrack channel. Wisecrack um, channel is it a TV sh channel? No, it's a, a YouTube channel where they talk about movies and pop culture, stuff like that. Oh, all right. I haven't heard of it. Um, check it out. So they did a video about um, what what was wrong with Batman v Superman, like thematically, mm -hmm. that alluded to the point that I wanted to make, which is that about Snyder, which is that um, the reason that Snyder's Superman movies or his superhero movies are so weird is that he's a closet Ayn Rand objectivist mm. and like, everything like it's not i'm not not to say that like those movies are tracks for that ideology but it's definitely filtered things mm. which makes it impossible for like superman to be the true altruist that he's supposed to be because i don't think snyder or you know i, I don't think he has a whole lot of respect for that and that's why it so, has all these weird so like, i find that if that's if, if, anything clark Right. If and if that ends up being the case, I mean, he's you know certainly he's welcome to not only have his own views but have those affect the way he makes films. But the only issue I would take with that would be if you are using Ayn Rand's dour look at you know humanity uh, sort of leadership the and structure masses. and the masses. I I would argue that maybe you shouldn't be making movies that are all about fantasy. In other words, go make movies about nihilistic whatever. But well, all of Ayn Rand's books are fantasies. They are, okay. they are. But but right. outside of that, I just mean make movies. If you're going to make a movie about Superman, those aren't the issues at hand. They're, he took the opportunity to say, "Ah, I'll bet Pa Kent would have told him not to save the kids in the bus." No, he wouldn't. He'd another freaking freaking done that ever. It's not right. in Pa Kent's voices of reason and authority. Right? Why are you talking about Zack Snyder? Because he sucks. That's why. Okay, but like, why? Uh, why aren't we? Why are we talking about? Patty Jenkins in Wonder Woman. Like, let's talk oh, about. Great, awesome. Like, yep, <laughs> I totally Love agree. It. She is awesome. So wait, so you were before we pulled him in. You had a what were you saying about? Uh, oh shoot, I forgot. It was another way to get your card. I was right about Rogue One. Tell me, I was oh, right oh, about. Oh Rogue oh oh oh! Here's where you're right about Rogue One in specific comparison to this yeah. film. Yeah. Get ready to clip this. The, clip this and just hashtag Justin was right. Your characters in Rogue One. Uh, as compared, I'm not saying they're the worst example of this by any means, but as compared to the characters as, as fleshed out in Wonder Woman were not, I didn't care about them the way I did these people. All right. So I'm going to agree with you on that, that the characters here, I, I cared about them almost immediately as I was introduced to them in their various because ways. They actually, and make no mistake, folks, these are throwaway characters. Yeah. They barely have anything to do aside from like get into fight shoot gun like and yet with only just a few touches just a few little touches we are brought into the lives and given stakes for each and every one of them there are a couple of examples in rogue one where i think they get it right so i want to i want to preface you know, i want to i want to uh, 
put a layer of that on here just to fine, confuse fine, things. Fine, 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 fine. Get back to how I'm right. Hold on. The Je the Jedi guy kept saying I'm a Jedi, but whatever his repeated thing was to protect himself, and he was blind. Blind Jedi. Not Jedi, but he does Jedi stuff. Blind cool. Jedi wannabe. That guy and his big brutish friend that was probably a trooper or something in the Clone Wars. Vacuum hose McGurk. Go. <laughs> Vacuum hose McGurk. <laughs> And swinging stick, Larry. Those yeah, two guys. Old, old uh, no eyes. Those two worked for me to a degree. Uh, the guy that was in the night of, and I can't remember his name. Indian actor. Anyway, uh, I can't remember his name. That guy. Always a good sign of a memorable character. No, I was. I'm not. Actually, I don't remember any of the characters' names, but I can't. I can't remember even the actor's name, and I used to know it pretty well. But you can't use me as an example of that. It's I forget everyone's name. It's not bad, is it, it? Yeah, that guy. I like him a lot. And I liked his character a lot, but even he was a little undercooked. So my biggest problem with Rogue One isn't that the secondary characters have a problem because I think they're generally okay. It's the primary characters I don't care enough about because I don't know enough about them. They didn't show me enough. They didn't, uh, I didn't get enough of their, their motivations. Like the Jen said, that's really important. Kind of knowing where their heads are at. I didn't get that with Rogue One yeah. the way that I get it with Wonder Woman. And it's a subtle thing. I can't even point to you or point at a scene and say, that's the one where I gave a crap about Scottish guy, or that's the one where I gave oh. a crap about the Indian guy. I'll tell you where. Number one, he gets his ass kicked. So it's a funny way to introduce him. He's in a fight. Oh, look, what's the big guy's name? Oh, that's not him. He's getting his ass kicked on the floor. Meanwhile, he can't shoot. Meanwhile, once he makes it through the war and is not kicked uh, through the battle and is not kicked out of the group because now he has shown himself to be flaccid in his talents, but Wonder Woman shows him compassion, therefore defining more of Wonder Woman's character, mm -hmm. that he is, this is a warrior's tale. And, and But there is a limitation to her saying, no, you can't fight alongside me, therefore get out of here. Go back, pull up your skirt and hit the road, no shooter. <laughs> like, she says, no. Who no, no, you're right. I'd love Who that point. Sing for us, right? Yeah. And so now he's brought in. The, the, the sad, me melancholy song that he sings at the bar brings you in. But again, everything radiates from everything. All the secondary characters. So sure, I'm not necessarily saying that the secondary characters in Rogue One are the problem. I agree with you. It's the central plot and it's the central characters. But the humanity from them radiates throughout the entire movie. And as soon as you care about Chris Pine, as soon as you care about Wonder Woman, as soon as you care about where they came from, where she came from, now you care about everybody else as long as they are not just lifeless idiots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, you're, you're totally right. This movie does a good job of highlighting that you're in a way that other movies, up to and including Rogue One and Ghostbusters, absolutely failed at. Uh, I'm going to say Ghostbusters <laughs> failed at it miserably. I think that Rogue One didn't fail at it as hard as you, will, as you said. I will, I will order them in whatever order gets me more at replies on Twitter. <laughs> come, <laughs> come at me, bro, is the moment we just had, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it. All right, we're going to bring uh, TVZ Gone in here and have chat with him for a second. TVZ Gone, what's on your mind there, brother? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you? What's up? Not too bad. Hey, hey, so um, yeah, I took the family to see uh, the the Wonder Woman movie uh, last night. Uh, just kind of a special. Hey, we got a little time. Let's go uh, uh, treat the kids and have some fun and everything. And I, uh, af after seeing lots of people online that I actually trust, uh, including yourself, Scott mm -hmm. and and uh, Justin, really get a get a kick out of that movie. I was 
just uh, I won't say that I went in with high high expectations because you know DC Cinematic Universe and all that, but mm-hmm. it definitely exceeded my my lowered expectations. And you know, uh, it it like the wife and I both realized it 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 felt uh, to be Marvel ish to use a a bad phrase and just something that we really got a kick out of. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it like like Justin just said, uh, the the secondary characters were given you know, not a lot, but what they were given was genuine and you could tell that it was genuine. I, I, I don't know. I, I saw a really cool tweet that I'd, uh, uh, from a, a, a gentleman who reviews uh, movies, he's a native American and he actually reviewed it from a native American perspective and knew, knew the actor. And I guess he's a stunt man who, uh, who played the chief, uh, in the, in the movie. And apparently the American Indian that he spoke to wonder woman when they meet in, uh, in, uh, Belgium, was actual Blackfoot Indian, I think it was something like that, and he basically told her that, you know, basically something to the effect of "Hi, I'm I'm the trickster god" or something along those lines, and she replied back in proper uh, Indian dialect as well, which mm. is, you know, that's the kind of thing that I don't see J- Zack Snyder really caring about. Yeah, I don't. I I think those are all pretty good examples. I mean, I want to back to the, back to your point, Justin, about how the the compassion moment. Um, that maybe was my favorite moment in the movie. And I'm going to be, uh, I mean, this is going to sound sappy and maudlin perhaps, but I don't feel like we get a lot of that anymore. I feel like it's snark first. It's don't trust somebody second. It's just all of our worst instincts first in recent entertainment and never the first thought is let's be compassionate. Let's be kind. Let's do something that will actually help this person instead of make them feel worse because they aren't a great shot anymore. They did lose the fight. Charlie's kind of an idiot. Um, he's clearly got shell shock. So he's up having weird dreams all night and he's really weighing us down. That should, that's the normal way to handle this. And they didn't instead. She reminded him that he's, he's saying for them and she meant it. Like it meant something for them to have that, that in their, in their little troop. And well, and, 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 the idea here is that kindness makes us stronger yeah. and not make us weaker in a way that I will say, even in the Marvel movies, if we're going to compare them, there is a little bit more. And I, I hate to put a gender binary on this, but I will that a woman saying, no, we need you here. I want to build you up as now you're part of the family as compared to, the male, oh, well, I'm going to insult you because that is our language of intimacy. And so now you're really part of the team because I called you a funny name. Mm-hmm. Or right? right. Right. And that's a lot of the Marvel character archetypes. It's worked tremendously successfully. I think we could all say, be, you know, regardless of gender, that we enjoy it. But I do think that that is a little bit rarer mm-hmm. uh, uh, in like, hey, it's cool to be earnest. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I, that's part of what I liked about the Guardians films, second one in particular. There were moments of that as well. I mean, you could look at that stuff and call it cheesy if you want. Uh, I look at it and think these are these are my kind of these. This is what I would like to see more of. And I'm a guy who likes Mad Max, Fury Road, and dystopic futures and zombies and stuff. I get all that stuff. But I think part of why I like it is there's an opportunity in that chaos, in that craziness, in that hardship for these things to show up. There's a chance for you to say, my name is Max and give 
blood to Furiosa. You, there's chance for you to say, it's okay, Charlie, you sang for us. These opportunities are such great contrast to the worlds they have to inhabit or the conflicts they happen to be in. There's just not enough of it. And it, to me, makes much more compelling stories and humanizes it in a way that they never could. And I'm just, I guess, I'm just sick of the cynicism a little bit. And this movie, <laughs> I can't believe a DC movie, which I usually fault for being so cynical, uh, flopped. It just totally flopped. I don't mean flopped in a bad way. It flip-flopped in the way it, it treated me, and I was, it was really nice. So at the end of the day, it's not a perfect movie. It's not my favorite movie of all time. No, 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 no. But I loved um, it. I really loved it, and I'm glad it exists. I thought it was super, super fun. And and again, I cannot say enough that making us care about these characters is something that we need. We need, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And and uh, it, it's you, uh, Jenny's right, uh, as well as the Jen Brois Lane. You overcast for uh, for 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 a role like that, Chris Pine is a star. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember a Chris Pine movie that I saw where I'm like, eh, I don't know, Chris Pine. It's like he knocks it out of the park yeah, he's on, got it. on such a regular basis. Uh, and man, you know, I, I, uh, I really can't say enough about how much that means to a movie because again, it's like, you know, going back to some of the things that I were, I wasn't so much in love with. Like I didn't necessarily love the way that the action was directed. I really didn't, I, I, it's not that I didn't like the shopping sequence. It felt out of place to me. Mm. Uh, uh, it, and it, it literally was a detour of him saying, like, I know we have to go here and you literally want to go to this other place. But first, shopping spray. Uh, <laughs> and and I really thought that Aries by the end just sort of felt like three quarters of the way through the movie. They just got a package that was like. Oh, here's your ending. Uh, there's a big crazy monster, and you gotta yeah. believe in yourself to kill it. And it's like, oh crap, Jesus, we weren't, we haven't been building up like a monster at all. Like, uh, yeah. I, mean, I guess we have Ares. It's like, like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, but also just make him the British person. It's not like he's being inhabited by Ares. Like he's literally the British guy. Yeah, he literally, he literally showed up fell to the earth, broke out of his armor, sat there naked looking at the sky with the same mustache he has retained to this day. Yeah, and also it's like uh, he's just kind of screwing around with humanity. He's yeah. like just like sort of uh, toying with them. There's a little bit of Loki in there. I mean, that's kind of that. In in the in the Greek-Roman tradition, he is that anyway. Sure, he's- that's fine. But also if he's just kind of sitting around like Wonder Woman could be like, all right, cool, we'll get back to this. But since uh, uh, I can breathe all this gas, what do you say I go up there and blow up that plane and then, like, dive out because I'm Wonder Woman? Yeah. No. Yes. They, that mm, hadn't thought of that. The plane may have been a better place for her to go because she would have no, lived. I mean, it. listen, again, super. Uh, this is not me criticizing, like, the movie as a whole, because, again, I cared about Diana. I cared about Chris Pine. I cared about them solving these problems. And even if things and a little weird at times, doesn't matter. Because, again, this is what, to me, separated this movie from other blockbuster films that I felt just were lacking in that heart and soul. And and I am 
I'm extraordinarily happy that this has made the money that it has. Uh, I'm excited for Gal Gadot to become a bigger star. I'm excited for Patty Jenkins to get a movie between now and eight years, mm-hmm. which is the, the distance between Monster and this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm just going to say this. Mm-hmm. And I say this about geek stuff all the time. Now that we've got a good one. <laughs> Can we stop celebrating the kind of crappy ones? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Look, I've been with you on that point. Let's just say. I'm with you. you I know. totally agree with that. Um, all right, so we'll see. Time will tell. One final thing I wanted to mention before we go today. Uh, I saw the finale of... I'm not, this is not spoilers for this, people, so don't worry. I don't even think Justin's seen it all, but I watched the final episode of Leftovers last night. The Leftovers. Yeah. Um, it is... One of my favorite shows ever. I loved, loved, loved the entire series. And I think they absolutely, Lindelof stuck that landing in a way that I would have never imagined him doing after Lost and other things where he's sort of left us hanging. I was going to say, it's almost as if he's been permanently scarred by something. Yeah, it's almost like his main motivation is to make sure not to screw up an ending of something. Um, you never, never, could never understand why. What would be his motivation? But anyway, all that aside, uh, it was not only really satisfying for the kind of show it was, I can't believe he pulled it off, but secondly, there's a, how they tell you what's going on completely surprised me. And that's all I'll say about it because I want to give a thing away. I'll just say that if you have been following it as close as I have out there and you don't know where this is headed, you're like me. I didn't know. And when they did it, I went, oh. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. It was it was just mind-numbing. I loved it. Loved it, loved it. See it, watch it. It's great. It's on HBO Go and now and everywhere else you get your HBO crap. Now, you, are you one of these people that says just skip the first season because the second and the third season are are, are far more of, of a cohesive show than, than the first one? I am not. I say watch all of it. I think the first season rightly sets up a chaotic space in the aftermath of something as weird as what happened there. And they need that first season to sort of explore that. I think there's nothing wrong with the first season. And I think people are crazy. It's like eight episodes. What are the, What is their problem? Like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. Season well, by se- and large, you hear that it's just long, ponderous, and boring. And, and they keep retreading the same stuff over and over and over. I disagree. I found it 100% compelling all the way through season one. I loved season two even more. And I loved season three even more. So the show has steadily been building. But I would not say season one was a dud by any stretch. I would say... I would say it's like, um, how do I put this? I don't know what to compare it to. I think season one's fine, straight up. I don't think it yeah, needs excuses. I mean, I, I, I'm not, uh, I have no, I have no uh, dog in the fight because uh, I haven't seen it, but that's just, that's just something that I have heard. I've been told by multiple people. Yeah, they're crazy. Those people don't know what they're talking about. Uh, anyway, it's great. See it, watch it. Let me know what you think of it. Uh, it's going to do it for today. Good times, man. Wonder Woman. It's a good deal. It's a good thing. See it. If you haven't seen it, go see it. If you yeah. have seen it, just be glad we got it. And hopefully we get some more cool stuff. And then well, how long till, uh, what's our next big thing? We got um, something coming up soon. What is it? Spider-Man? No. Check it out. Here we go. Our next big. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait, wait. hold on. Wait a, minute. wait a minute. Stop that music. Oh, no. I was hoping you'd forget. All right, stop. Whoops, there. Goodbye, everybody. No, we're not. You're no goodbye. <laughs> what was our over under? 
I don't remember. What was it? Wasn't it? I said it'd be over 90 and you said under. No, you said under. <laughs> I went over because I believed that uh, uh, even if it was not a good movie, it would be well reviewed critically. Mm. Really? Uh, That's a, that was your reasoning is that even if it wasn't good, it'd be reviewed. Why, why, why that bias do you think? I I told you I gave you my 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 Rush Limbaugh uh, uh why he got fired from ESPN because as he said that many liberal sports writers were desirous to see a black quarterback succeed which would explain their Donovan McNabb love at the time that I believed that many liberal film critics would be very desirous to see Wonder Woman do well whether or not it was good or not and i was going to go over on any number that we wound up settling on yeah believe that uh that it was in the high 80s which means which means you won it's 93 percent that at 93 percent wonder woman certified fresh yeah so, so uh, I don't have a lasso to wear. I need someone oh, to bring me don't one. Don't you worry. We will get you a lasso, Mike. <laughs> All right. So that was the deal. I'd wear a lasso to Nerdtacular up on stage for one of the days. Uh, if yeah. ju- jury lost, he'd do the same. I but would. It's slightly more punishing for me because I'm up there a lot more potentially, although I'm going to use just I don't know, man. Count out, count out those hours. I don't know if we're too far away. It's <laughs> probably true. So anyway, look forward to that if you're coming into Nerdtacular and uh, watching me eat crow. I, was- I, I, will, I, will, I will be, I will be, I will allow you to only do it for the opening. Oh, very as nice. Long, all right. As long as you, sw- as long as you uh, spit it above your head. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll do that. And it'll be cop- captured on video for everyone. So don't worry. My worst moment is yet to come. Uh, that's uh, going gonna to do it, I guess. Hey, Hotline Monday, people, if you're looking for the website where all our links and stuff are, it's, I, I rarely tell you this, but you just go to frogpants.com slash Hotline Monday. It's all right there. And you can email us at hotlinemonday at gmail.com if you have stuff to say. Find us on Twitter, Scott Johnson and Justin R. Young. Justin, any final words? I love you all. Oh, man, that's some deep stuff. And you sang for us. Thanks, Charlie. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>